I'm speaking today with Hamish Douglas of Magellan, who manages our International Equity Fund. Hamish, hello to you. Now, of course, there's many geopolitical and economic influences on the markets at the current time. How does that influence your approach? Chris, it does influence our, our approach, but what, what's important is actually distinguishing what economic and geopolitical issues actually matter from an investment perspective and which ones don't. Some of them are just completely unknowable. Some won't influence markets at all. Some will have huge influences on markets. Obviously, there's some big issues going on in Europe at the moment. We have to think about if Greece exited the euro, what does that mean? Obviously, there's a risk. We have to assess what risk. We don't know what the outcome's going to be. I don't think anybody knows what the outcome's going to be. But we have to think about that that risk is sitting there geopolitically in Europe. From an economic perspective, it's very much the same. We don't try and predict exactly where unemployment rates are going or exactly what GDP growth's going to be and second guess those events down to Tingle. We don't think those issues really matter for investments. But where there's fundamental shifts economically that are very likely to happen, we know the US Federal Reserve is going to lift interest rates. There's a question about when does it start, but importantly, where does it end? And we really try and assess what that means for markets and do we need to do something in the portfolio. Given that this has been a largely momentum-driven market, has it made it more difficult for you to find investment opportunities? By definition, uh, the markets are a lot more expensive than they were a number of years ago. We're focused on very high-quality businesses and high-quality large-cap businesses, by definition, have probably done pretty well over the last uh, number of years, and they have, and therefore stocks are more expensive. And by any metric, stocks, particularly in our universe, are more expensive than they were, and if generally stocks are more expensive, that means to me opportunities are more limited. But because we're concentrated, we have been able to selectively find ideas, mainly some high-quality investments that are slightly out of favour. We recently bought a stake in Intel and we recently bought a stake in, in IBM after their share prices fell pretty materially. The, both businesses are facing some short-term issues in, in their businesses, but they're cheap. So those type of opportunities are still coming up. But as a general point, opportunities are more limited. Markets are pretty expensive at the moment. The portfolio has a substantial weighting in US equities, but given the strong performance of that market, are you looking to take some profits in some of those holdings? Well, I, I don't think we really think so much like that. We have taken profits, but it hasn't only been in the, in the United States. We have recently sold out our position in Walmart. We've sold out our position in McDonald's. We've held McDonald's and Walmart for seven years, but now on a risk-reward equation, we don't find them attractive anymore. We've recently sold down part of our position in Nestle and Unilever, but that's got nothing to do with the United States. We trimmed our position in Target that's done terrifically well, but we still hold a core position there. If anything, we're still biased to the US recovery. We're still holding our position, positions in Lowe's and Home Depot. We're still holding some positions in some US banks, but we also own Lloyd's in in, in, in the UK. So where we're trimming isn't really because they're in the US, we're trimming because we don't see value and returns. And we've been doing it in the US and we've been doing it outside of the United States. But if anything, we probably retain a bias towards the economic recovery in the U United States and we're probably still holding more of the cyclical things in the United States at this point in time. Perhaps you could give us an example of a, a holding in the portfolio where you think there's quite a lot more to come. I think let's talk about our largest holding. Over 7% of the portfolio is currently 
in eBay. And eBay is a fascinating stock. It's got two fundamental businesses. It's got the eBay.com, what's known as a marketplaces business. They own a number of classifieds businesses in that business as well. That business is under some pressure at the moment. But that business last year grew its total sales or what is known as gross dollar volume of transactions done over its network of over $80 billion last year. It grew by nine percentage points. In the last quarter, it slowed to five percentage points. But this is still growing much faster than most retailers. Even if it's growing at five to 10%, this is still a very attractive business. It has no capital, has no infantry, and they effectively collect, you'd almost think it is advertising revenue, 8% of a transaction is given to eBay for connecting the buyer and the seller together. And they've got leading marketplaces in the United States, in Canada, in UK, in Australia, in Korea, and in Germany. On the PayPal side of the equation, PayPal is a fabulous business. And we think the entry price into PayPal at the moment is cheap, pre the split of, of the company. PayPal last year had $235 billion worth of payments across its network. It has over 160 million active users. It grew over 15 million active users last year. It's growing its total payment volume over 25% per annum at the moment. It is by far and away the largest e-commerce accepted site. If you go on a PC, uh, in terms of all the top retailers, the, the, the payment button with the greatest exposure is PayPal. And now moving into a mobile world, PayPal is starting to get very, very deep penetration with apps on mobile payments. And that business is growing very, very rapidly. And there's a huge change in the way people are spending and paying in the in the world. There's a lot of speculation that somebody may buy PayPal. We hope it doesn't happen. We'd love to own this for the next decade. But if it happens in the next 12 or 18 months, we could do very well in our, in our total eBay um, uh, position. So that's our largest holding split in half. We're probably holding three and a half percent positions in these two different uh, companies, both different in their dynamics. One very high growth, very attractive, one lower growth, but probably high corporate appeal. Um, and but actually a very solid business. Investors throughout the world have been quite polarised on the future opportunity for stocks in the food retailing sector. Perhaps you could update us on your views on Tesco. We've been very honest. Clearly last year with the massive collapse in profitability where we held a large stake in Tesco, we got that wrong. If we got it right, we wouldn't have been there. Uh, what I do think we got right on Tesco after the share price collapsed was do a deep assessment on what we thought the options. The share price got down to a pound 60. Uh, and we engaged deeply with the new management team. We spent a lot of time with the board. Uh, we put proposals to the board of what we thought they needed to do. They've been very engaged with the large shareholders. And when it was down at a pound 60, we made a decision to retain our holding, that we believed that Tesco had a lot of optionality around it, we thought the balance sheet issues could be addressed and therefore what the market was pricing in was pricing in a scenario that would be addressed by management. So the first call to not sell at the bottom, I guess we didn't make a double error on our Tesco holding and it's actually nearly been the best performer in our portfolio since we decided not to sell it and a number of other fund managers who made a similar mistake to Magellan actually sold their stock and actually Warren Buffett sold his stock and now the stock is up nearly 50% since that happened. So we haven't made the second, do I have conviction 
I have a view that, that it really depends on how well this new management team can execute from here. And finally, given this uncertain backdrop, perhaps you can give us your view on the outlook for equities in 2015. Well, I would probably extend the horizon a little bit longer. Obviously, equities have rallied strongly in, in, in the past period. And we would say very driven by QE and driving down rates in, in Europe has given another lift to the equity markets, particularly in what I would call defensive uh, equities. Um, are they going to keep rallying from here? Um, the oxygen's getting pretty thin, Chris, to, uh, to, to be honest. It, 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 I don't think equities are going to keep rallying, but I don't know. Things do overshoot the mark um, at, the, at the end of the day. I think in the shorter term in 2015, it really depends when the Federal Reserve starts lifting interest rates. Uh, will it be in July? Will it be in September? The market's infatuated with this. Markets will react and have different reactions depending on how they're interpreting what the Fed will do after that. The Fed could delay that, depending on what the economic data, until next year. And if that happens, equities will probably stay pretty strong through this year. And then that's why I said it's not just a 2015, it's a 2016 issue. I think the real game for investors starts when rates start lifting in the United States. That's when everything will start to change in in, in, in our view. So I'm probably not that bullish on equities over that, uh, over that period of dramatically rallying. I'm not saying they're going to dramatically fall over that period either. I'm just not bullish in the, in the short term. And then how it plays out really will depend on where the trajectory of interest rates go over the next few years in the United States. Hamish Douglas, thank you very much. A pleasure, Chris. Any views and opinions expressed are solely those of the individuals and are subject to change. Where individual securities are mentioned, they do not necessarily represent a specific portfolio holding and do not constitute a recommendation to purchase or sell. Please be aware that past performance is not indicative of future performance. The value of an investment may fall as well as rise and you may get back less than you invested. Returns on equities cannot be guaranteed. Equities do not provide the security of capital characteristic of a deposit with a bank or building society.